just like an injury sustained at one point by Mike Tyson. We're spinal! (laughs) And by that I mean, we're back. My back. It's broken. With another exciting episode of What Are We Even Doing? I loved that one. I loved it. Suffering from some pretty intense back pain this week myself. That's why Mm -hmm. using the phrase spinal is even better. What did you do? I'll tell you what I did. Uh, the same shit that I always do. That's what. So it's not even a good fucking story. Okay. Uh, I didn't take some crazy, insane, risky bump in a, in a match. I wasn't... You all said in a ladder match. I did. Um, basically, I went outside one day to uh, work out in my garage in the morning, as I am one to do. Mm. Did my cardio. Did my warm-up. Went to deadlift. First set, first rep. Not a crazy amount of weight. I've done it a bunch of times. I did it last week. My back went out. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I've been dealing with that. I'm feeling much better today, though. Holy shit. Coincidentally, the day after, I had a chiropractor appointment scheduled. So I was like, sweet, this can only help. I get in there, the guy goes, yeah, I saw you walking in. Are you okay? And I go, no. And I explain everything that happened to me the day prior. And he's like, okay, cool. Guy, oh boy, does a number on me. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Like, yeah. it was shit that, like, I go to my chiropractor now once a month. He... Stretch me and did all these other things during this because I was like, I am dying right now, dude. I need help. And at one point, I'm like on my stomach on the table, and he goes to like try to pop my lower back and just goes, yikes. And I'm like, don't say that. That's not what I want to hear. What are you talking about? That that doesn't instill any confidence in me. But guys, I am Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, a.k.a. the last survivor of... Anaxuna Moon. What? Uh, that was the name of a character in The Mummy, mm. starring Brendan Fraser. Not Fraser. Fraser. I love him. He's cool. Great guy. I'm glad he's finally getting like his due and getting yeah. some parts again. Yeah. You know he had like really severe health issues for a lot of years? That's why he gained all that weight. I did not know that. Yeah, like bad back issues, coincidentally, tying it all back. <laughs> back! back. With another episode. With another episode of what are we even doing? I, dude, we are professionals. Absolutely. Uh, what's your Tom, name? Tom, I have to tell you right now, I am on a new plane. Guys, before we started this episode, Braden said, this might be a mistake, and proceeded to take a couple of massive hits off of his cartridge. <laughs> I'm not with us. Don't be. Right now. But but my name is Brayden. Yes. Otherwise known as Damien Deschain. Otherwise yes. known as the fourth person to the right of the victim of the bite of eighty seven. All right. I that like very, I like very, the bite of eighty seven. It's a very very specific. Okay, so have you heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? I've heard the, of it. Yeah, I've get, seen that yeah, merchandise. That's yeah. what that is. Mm. That the bite of eighty seven is like where a kid got bit by one of the animatronics and bit his frontal lobe off and like it was like this crit there is uh god damn it I used to be big into Five Nights at Freddy's and I'm embarrassed to say that so like okay what is it though is it a band is it just a a thing like I don't know it's a game series oh okay no I I don't know I've never seen I've only ever seen like the the shirts and the hats and like the dolls or whatever they're actually pretty good games there is a movie that I have not seen with Nicolas Cage as the lead who never has dialogue in it and now I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's basically a horror movie of Five Nights at Freddy's, mm. where like he's locked in a, a Chuck E. Cheese-style place, and the animatronics come to life and try to kill him. And now I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, and I remember I wanted to see it. Um, mm. Moving on. 
someone will uh, undoubtedly somebody is listening to this right now and just screaming in their car like no it's the name of the movie is this um uh, um, guys, we're here to talk about some wrestling. Yes, or please. at wowheads at gmail.com. Yes. I, I still keep forgetting about the Twitter, Tom. Mm. I, I That's on me, on, honestly. Honestly, I feel kind of good not being on that fucking site. But I would like to get that account back. Yeah. And then, like... Back? Yeah. With another episode of what and are we even doing? to, like, our unpaid intern, Connor Hopkins, or somebody else to run, because... Man, I those those few months where I was running that Twitter account, I now that I've been off there for several weeks, I'm like, this just isn't good for people. <laughs> like, I'm much happier just not. It, it's so frustrating because like I want to have a discourse with people, I want to have a discussion, even a debate, but you can't do that on there. No, it's not possible. No, it, it, like you can't even speak an opinion on something that is uh, completely fine and not problematic at all without people. Just dogpiling onto you about shit. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Um, guys, we're here today, though. We're going to talk some wrestling. We're here today, though. Here today, though. <laughs> we're going to talk some wrestling, but before we do that, we got to ring it! Yeah. Boom. Now, I am tragically still drinking Bush Light. Um, but now, why did... What, where, where did... Why? Okay, so I, I tried to post this on my Snap story, but I'll just tell the story here. So... Sometimes when you're in the old delivery business, funny shit happens. Mm-hmm. This past Sunday at my job was the busiest day I've ever had there. Mm. Wow. More deliveries than I've ever taken in a single shift by, by a margin. More money than I've ever made there in a single shift by a very large margin. Great. Majargin. Majargin. <laughs> I don't know why. Margarine, even. <clears throat> I can't believe it's not money. Um, <laughs> anyways, into the night, uh, one of my other driver friends... Walks up to me in the kitchen. I'm about to leave. And he goes, hey, do you drink Bush Light? And I go, no. I I mean, I can. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite, but I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, okay, I thought you did. And I was like, no, nah, usually Miller Light, but like Bush Light's a fine third or fourth place choice. And he goes, so these people just tipped me a 30 rack <laughs> of Bush Light instead of money. And I go... Excuse me, what now? And he goes, yeah, I just took this delivery, and instead of giving me a tip in money, the guy who was already drunk just gave me a full, unopened 30-pack of Bush Light. And I go, I mean, that's something. I, I, I've i had some people offer me, like, weird shit for tips, too. No, that's fine, because Dakota... I'm going to throw Dakota under the bus for a second here. Dakota was offered... was tipped in a Miller Light once, a Miller Light can. Just sure. a 12-ounce can. Yeah. And I thought this was hilarious. Well, yeah. number one, he was not... I think he was, like, 20 years old. Sure. So I don't think he was, like, even able to... But anyway, he put it in his closet. Okay. Okay. It's still fucking in there. Oh, no. And it's... He doesn't even live there anymore. That's amazing. Just this one can? I've seen it a couple times. Cause <laughs> it, his, his room is kind of a storage room at this point. Sure. We have so much... Fucking, we have too much shit in our yeah. house, and the chin kills. <laughs> no, but um, sometimes I'll put something in there, and I'll see that fucking can. I'm like, God, amazing. Why? Uh, and I want to touch it. I want to like take it out <laughs> and like, throw it away. But then I'm also like, no, nope. no. It's way better if it just. It's stays. way better if it stays there. The longer it stays there, the more questions it raises, the better. Yeah. Um, but I've never. Heard of someone tipping a Dude, 30 rack. I, I was 
like kind of surprised by this. You know what I mean? Like I've had people offer me a, a couple beers, or I think the best I ever got was somebody was like, "You want a six pack?" And I was like, "Yeah, actually, I do." Um, <laughs> but a full thirty rack of Bush Light. And by the way, when Steve says this to me, he pulls it out from behind his back like a fucking Looney Tunes character. I don't know how he did it, but he's like, "Yeah, instead of money, they tip me with this." Whoop! Fucking thirty rack of Bush. And I was like, "Oh my god, amazing!" Well, I don't know why he's asking me about like, do I drink this? I'm thinking maybe he's gonna be like, "Yeah, you want to share it?" You know, whatever. Uh, instead, he just goes, yeah, I don't drink this at all. Um, <laughs> uh, you can have it. And I go, for real? And he goes, five bucks? And I go, yes, I will <laughs> buy 30 beers for $5 from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, came home, I came home that night with like just a wallet full of money and a $5 30 pack. Um. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see. You got anything for the flyer? Because that's kind of mine, really. Like, otherwise, this that's, week's been kind of dope. That's I not say wrestling news. Yeah, I know. I don't have any wrestling news per se. Not much, like news wise, has happened. Yeah, really? it's been seven days since the end of the world, so now everything's fine for a few. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, all the punk bucks omega shit. Oh yeah, have we talked about that on here? I think we no, recorded. I think we on did. The, yeah. on Velocity yeah. watch along. We did. Um, fun fact, I'm two episodes behind on our own show. <laughs> I'm caught up. Um, also, fun fact, you? I... W- yeah. You listened to the episode that came out today? No, not that one. Then I'm not... Ha! I'm a liar. Aha! Filthy fucking liar. Uh, fun fact, a uh, friend of the show, Brian, provided me with a link to the full first episode of Velocity. Mm. Ever. And I was like, okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but check it out, possibly future episode, uh, I saw that the women's title is defended on it in a bra and panties match, and I had this moment of just thinking, how far we actually have come. That mm-hmm. this this was on the inaugural episode of a show, and it was for the championship. Like, if you rip that woman's clothes off, you are the best women's wrestler in the world. Holy fuck. Um, I have some... Uh, personal news. Sure. Like, my hand, Tom. Yeah, it's swollen and bad. <laughs> Why did it have to be my hand? You look like, <laughs> you look like you're wearing a tan glove that's too small. <laughs> your fingers are a different color than the back of your hand. Your hand is it's puffy. It's it's walrus-like. My, my, my fingers are a different color than... <laughs> I know I said it right that time. <laughs> so, okay, let me explain what happened. Wow. Like, I'm... It was a big mistake before the episode, I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, someday, I have a chance to go disc golfing with my friends before my shift. I go in at two... Uh, yeah, two. Yeah. And, I, and then I close that day. So, we're going... Uh, we, we agreed to... We agreed... Name of the movie was Willy's Wonderland. Thank you! Sorry, I just got that text. Disc golf. (laughs) So, we agreed... So, the original plan was 12. Yes. I feel like I said so a hundred times in this episode. Not yet. I'm a professional. We agreed 12. But I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a, a full round in. So then... 
part of the group agreed to come at 11 with me. So we got seven holes in, then the rest of the group got there, so then we, we started over. Got through the 18, I'm at hole 13. Okay. And the wind was still for a while, and it has kicked up a bit. And it has been, for I, I, I'm bad with wind. I'm really, really bad <laughs> with wind. Um, and it, it kept shanking my discs to, like, it, they weren't turning over and S-ing, S-curving back. And it was really making me angry. We come to hole 13. To the right of us is Baker's Lake and some brush. Yes. Baker's Lake's beautiful, by the way. Yes, it is. I they like keep Baker's it real Lake. nice, Phil, and I'm, they I'm glad. Uh, the 3D coyotes that they had put out there, the first time I ever saw one of those, I was like, what the fuck is that? I'd never seen these. I, I hope they're still there. They put out these like stand-ups of like coyotes or foxes to help try to keep the geese away. Okay. Like as a... Yeah, I've not seen those at all. I don't think they have those out anymore. Damn it, dude. Because there's geese fucking everywhere. Okay, then they were actually functional then, but those things were, like, troubling. You know those, like, paintings where, like, no matter where you stand, the eyes stay the same? It was like that, (laughs) but it looked like this gray, rabid coyote dog thing. And I was like, holy fuck. They're all down by the pond. Mm. Lake. It's called Baker's Lake, not Baker's Pond. I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) So, whenever I throw my forehand... Because of the wind, it's holding the curve, and it ends up just rolling, and then it, like, veers off to the side and then stops. Yeah. I don't want that. I want it to sail, and it's really making me angry. So the thing is, the lake is off to the right, so I'm mindful of that, and because of the wind, I've decided I'm not going to throw the forehand. I usually throw the forehand, even though the forehand natural naturally curves to the right. Okay. I usually do that big S curve. I have, like, a big left left curve before it that big stables out. And then it okay. goes to its natural curvature. That was a troubling phrase. Natural curvature. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe the name of my new finish. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And your signature is the Tom Stone pile driver. <laughs> anyway, so um, I decided to throw it backhand just to be safe because the natural curve is left yes. away from the lake. Well, it doesn't do that. And so when I release the disc, it goes straight into the um, straight into the lake. And my friend's dad says, "Oh, bye bye," because we it was gone. Like, right. You know. I, I was going to ask: Is this a situation where you like go in after it, or do you just take the L and say, "Well, fuck"? It depends on the situation, but I'll get there at that point too. I turned around. I didn't even see where where it landed mm. because I I wasn't concerned at that point. I turned around and I went back to the post that says hole thirteen. Yeah. And I punched it whilst saying "God and damn it," <laughs> respectfully, respect, respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went in. It was floating in the in the lake. Yeah. Like <laughs> seven. Or eight feet yeah. into, like from the bank, but yeah. it was like the small current that there was was carrying it ever so slightly towards the bank as it was mm. going out. And 
So we grabbed a stick, and I got it, and I also kicked up a bunch of dirt, <laughs> and it went over top of the disc, yeah. so that Does I it couldn't see it. Sink? It's yeah. a, it's, it was a, it's a bright neon yellow right. disc. There's nothing that color in here, but you know what it is. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I basically chose that one because, um, it's the most visible. For, right for just in case. Yeah. In this, in, in like you're not going to play disc golf with something that's like green. Because um, in theory, it lands in the grass. Yeah, there, I, there's not very many green discs. You wouldn't choose camo either. No, no, right. you wouldn't. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but anyway, you so I chose earth brown. I chose this one because it was blue. visible. It was also coincidentally my most expensive disc. Yeah, that's why I was so angry initially. Mm. That's why I punched the post twice. I almost said pole post. Um... I ended up just reaching my hand in and, like, just fiddling around, and I felt the rim, and I just... Got it. I felt the rim, and I just... You're either playing I, I, basketball I, in the 90s, or you're doing something naughty. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the edge of the disc, and I immediately clamped on and grabbed it, and I was like, yeah. okay, thank God, because I got it... By the time the dirt was kicked up, it was close enough for me to, like, sure. reach. By the time we finished the hole, I looked down at my hand... For the first time after this, and I was like, well, that knuckle is way bigger than it should be. How many days ago was this incident? This was Sunday. So, and we're at Thursday. Brent, I'm not a medical doctor, and I've never played one on TV either, but I'm pretty confident you have at least one broken bone in your hand. Yeah. And when I say pretty confident, I mean... I would be willing to wager money that you have at least one broken and or fractured bone in your hand. I'd be alright. Does it how does it hurt to like function with that hand? No. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're going to tell you to do anything. Like if you were to go to a hospital, I think they would put an ineffective cast on it and charge you a shit ton of money. Yeah. But that's because the medical industry is fucking crooked and bullshit. Are we are we going there? I, I, I would love to. I would love to just rail against the medical industry. I hate it. it it's I, I complete that's, fucking trash. I don't think that's for here. <laughs> no, it's not. But fuck them. Like, oh, you're not in network. What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean to an average, actual, normal person? Oh, you have to have a doctor to do this? My doctor can't see me. Why? Because they have to see a hundred other fucking people that all have their own ailments. Like, what? It should just be as simple as to... Go to the nearest medical professional and uh, and receive help. <laughs> and it's not that. Ever. It's never been that. You have to go to an ER and scream, I've been shot nine times before they will actually like see you quickly and directly. And even then, they just ask, do you smoke? How old are you? <laughs> What's your favorite color? Like, I hate it. I hate all of it. I hate taking deliveries to hospitals. I hate most doctors. Like, when I say this, by the way, I mean professionally. I'm sure that on a personal basis, nurses and all these other people are nice people and they're just trying to do the best job that they can. But their industry fucking sucks. <laughs> and they seemingly have no money and they all hate each other. <laughs> okay. Wow. God damn it. Anyways, can we talk about a little bit of wrestling now? Because I'm yeah. have you, wild up. Have you wild up? And up. Say, yes. Oh, wild and up? Yes. I thought you said riled up. <laughs> I was trying to say riled up. 
I said wild up, hoping you wouldn't notice, but you fucking did, so then I tried to run with it, and then I'm I immediately right abandoned now. that. This cart has given I've me superpowers. I've actually watched a lot of wrestling lately. Shockingly. Um, I, I don't think I have watched I was home in time last night to watch an entire episode of Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, good show. They're the next like week or so they're doing their big like they call it Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York amazing venue huge stuff headlined by Brian Danielson versus John Moxley for the AEW championship winner to be crowned huge match I think that's dope Mox is my spirit animal at this point yeah, yeah. I love the way that he works I think he's got it absolutely dialed in and is like the best version of John Moxley that he could be at this point uh, let's see, what else did I watch? I watched a little bit more of All Out because I have yet to finish that show. It's so long. Um, Ugh, so I, I watched that. FTR and Wardlow against the Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Really fucking good, if you can imagine, to the surprise of literally nobody. <laughs> um, I watched... A good chunk of Monday Night Raw this week, mm. and thought it was uncooked. Yeah, uncut, uncensored. It's <laughs> raw. Um, no, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was totally fine. Um, I watched AW Rampage last Friday night. Mm. It's home in time to watch that, featuring Claudio Castagnoli versus Dax Harwood in a match that, if you can imagine, Braden was real damn good. Uh, <laughs> ah, it doesn't seem possible. I I know we've talked about this before on here, but like it's crazy to me that just the standards of wrestling have risen so high. Yeah, where it's like Claudio and Dax was fucking great, and I honestly for a split second struggled to remember that I watched it. Like, and that and I'm not knocking the match with those two at all, but there's, there's just, just so, so much. much. Yeah. yeah, there's just so much constantly coming out, and it's like we almost need a, like a success. <laughs> A successful bad promotion to put other shit into perspective. What? Okay. Well, I mean, like, I'm just saying that, like, when was the last time that there was a match on TV that was objectively bad? I'm not saying, like, that, you know, oh, it's a style that I don't care for, or this, that, or the other. Because that shit doesn't happen that often anymore. Mm -hmm. on, On anywhere, anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you've ever seen it, but once upon a time on Raw, they did Bradshaw and Trish Stratus against Jackie Gaeta and Chris Nowinski. I've heard of this match. This is an infamous match, isn't it? Very. It's it's infamous for how unbelievably bad it was. Like <laughs> Nowinski and Gaeta were green as shit. So you you know, with the benefit of hindsight, it's hard to judge them. But it is uncomfortably bad. Like, I think that's the one where, on the finish, JR, on commentary, says, mercifully, it's over. (laughs) But it's like, matches like that don't happen anymore. Yeah. And, I don't know, sometimes I want somebody on TV to just completely shit the bed. (laughs) And I don't mean that in the sense of, like, oh, I personally don't like this. I mean, I need some sort of a full-on fucking disaster. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that says a lot about your character. Well, it really does. <laughs> uh, fuck, did I watch any other wrestling? The answer, I believe, is no. 
I haven't watched fucking anything wrestling wise, like at all. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption Two again. Yeah, I've heard it's just a a masterpiece. Tom, if you like, were able to just know the story and have the experience of playing the game okay. without doing that, because I know you don't want to. Sure. You would love that game. So okay, so let me ask you this: And have you ever played um, The Last of Us? Yes. Okay, your thoughts on that game? It's in my Positive? top five. Okay, so are you aware that HBO is doing a series based on the game? I believe so. Yes. HBO gets series. I heard, I heard about yeah. this. So I'm probably going to watch that series when it comes out. If in theory HBO were to be like, "Yo, we're going to do Red Dead Redemption as a series." Would you wager that I would enjoy that product? Yeah, you might. Okay. I just wouldn't want them to, them to do that. Really? Even if I like really the games wouldn't. still continue on their own path or whatever, you wouldn't want like I don't know, it's just I feel like, like both the, of these things, both of these properties can exist at one time. Yeah, I know. They, they made like a hundred of those god awful Resident Evil movies and they kept churning out those games too. I guess it's just I don't trust them to make it good. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can understand that. I felt that way about different properties in my in my time. You could make like, Red Dead a movie or a series of movies, but you don't think you could do it as a show, like an hour long episode. Or... I mean, in theory, you could. I feel like, for me, for some reason, to get like a whole like big beginning and end, yeah, an hour is too short. You need like a Peter Jackson style three movies. They're all quite long. Uh, well, you could. You sure. absolutely could. The gameplay, the game, the campaign is sixty hours. Yeah, you absolutely could do a, like a massive thing like that. A trilogy would be fine. It doesn't have to be like right because I'm sure there's got to be stuff in the long. game that isn't what I would call integral to the story. No, that's part that's, of what yeah. makes it a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the story is just masterful. It's amazing. I am. Hopeful, because now Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. They'll latch onto any IP that they can get. So Red Dead Redemption being—I know it's an immensely successful franchise. HBO, Netflix, somebody's going to snatch it up and make a series of it, or or a movie. Um, if it is, if it if that does end up being a series, you're actually going to want HBO to get it because they get like two things right when they produce them. And series like that are on that list, like series and crime documentaries. HBO mm. is unfuck withable at like okay. They they made the that Watchmen series. It only ran for one season, which I think is bullshit, and I thought was impossible. And it was fantastic. I fucking loved it. And like Westworld, um, Barry, uh, The Wire. Obviously, it's like the end all be all. You know, as far as like yeah. series on HBO. But, like, an HBO original movie, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not their thing. They don't dabble in that. No, I like, wouldn't want HBO to get the movie. I would no. want, like, I don't know who I'd want. That'd be interesting. You would probably want, at this point, you're going to want Universal, I think, to get that movie. Just because yeah. that's a huge studio. Um, you don't want Netflix to get it. Who? No, 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 Net no, no, no. Dude, Net Netflix is trying... 
so hard to just be this like all encompassing thing when it comes to entertainment, and it makes me just not like them. Yeah. Even though they have a ton of shit, that, uh, I think you should leave. Is a Netflix yeah. original, so it's like, just stay out of the movies, just stay out of the theaters. And there's a handful of Netflix original movies that I do love. Yes. But when it comes to something that's an existing property like that, I'm like, nah, you guys aren't good at this. Mm-hmm. And they have a track record of it. That um, uh, Death Note. I think it's a is what it's called. It's, it's yeah, a it's an I've anime or a manga. Yeah, Netflix adapted that to be a series and then canceled it after one season. Amazing. And it's like, dude, like, I think they're better at other shit. Um, yeah. Any other? Um, what was I saying? What did we? What were we talking about that got us to there? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm in a state. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to think of who I would want to direct that movie. I don't know. Um, that would be interesting. A, 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 a story about a gang of outlaws running away from the law who wants to s- make the land more civilized right. in 1899. How would, who would you well, I mean, choose like, to make? You're, you're, you know more directors than me. Who would you choose to direct that story? <sighs> Fuck, I'm going to get his name wrong. i got to look it up now. Honestly, it's the... God damn. Okay, so like, you don't... You say something like that, and your initial instinct is going to be to say, like, oh, Quentin Tarantino. Guess what, bud? He ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Like, he does his own shit. Like, he's yeah. not taking a script, or based on a, especially not based on a video game. Um, you want to say Spielberg. Guys, i got to tell you, Spielberg as a director has lost his touch. And that pains me to say it. He's done some of the best of all time. But, like, no, that's not your guy. The guy that you want for this is, and I'm looking up, director right now <laughs> James Mangold mm. James Mangold thrill is like great at westerns he did uh, 310 to Yuma he did Logan uh, okay. which to me is a western I, I, no, I've, but yeah, I've said I this before so to me if I'm thinking okay I need a western that is also an action movie that is also emotionally heavy um, I go with him uh, let's see what else has he done he did Ford versus Ferrari Amazing movie, great movie. More people need to see that. He did Walk the Line. Um, mm. uh, uh, he did he, fuck. What the fuck? He did The Wolverine, which is fine. It's nowhere near as good as Logan. It's a million times better than X Men Origins Wolverine. I liked that The Wolverine Origins one. No, no, no. no. The Wolverine. Okay, The Wolverine. Yeah, I did too. Like I remember thinking it was pretty fucking good. Because that's where he goes to Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I liked that movie. Um, um, Logan is way better, though. He did 310 to Yuma. You already said uh, that. Oh, fuck. He did a, a little movie called Identity uh, that I have always raved to people about. It's so good. It's so fucking good. That was all the way back in 03. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. He did Copland, which I've talked about on this podcast at one point, which is also fucking great. Yeah. James Mangold. James Mangold could make an excellent Red Dead Redemption movie. I love it. Uh, anyways, speaking of none of the things we were talking about, we're here today to talk about what may be, in my mind, on paper, one of the most insane, underrated pay-per-views of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, it's King of the Ring 2002. King of the Ring 2002. Are we ready to get into this show now? I need to. I need to. Okay, that's great. I'm I'm, I'm with you on this. My first note, before we even get to any Mm -hmm. talking about this specific show, why did we stop doing King of the Ring? That's my first note. I don't know. And you know what? 
the the concept of it, this is its peak. Because before, it was just the King of the Ring, and you just win a tournament. And yeah. that's great. That's great. I understand that. The, Turn- I, it, I yeah. love tournaments. And I love the idea of just winning. More tournaments. Please. Like, AEW does a bullshit tournament every other week, and every time I'm like, fuck yeah. Like... <laughs> I fall for it every time. I love it. Like, I love I it, I love Michael. tournaments in wrestling. But like, bef- okay, so prior to this, if you won, it was just like, cool. You're yeah, going to be a, yeah. you're going to be like a star, you know, whatever. It's a it's an accomplishment. It's its own thing. Yeah. This year, the winner of the King of the Ring gets a title match at SummerSlam. Why would you ever not do This is the only time they did it this way. Cuz to me, okay, God, look, look that's at, look, so good, though. Look at the business format. The hottest period of the year is from January to WrestleMania, right? You know why? Because you have the actual road to WrestleMania. Oh, this guy won the Rumble. He gets title match at WrestleMania. Now, granted, they have betrayed this several times, but it always creates an upswing in business every fucking year. And this year, they were like, oh, shit, why don't we just do that again during the course of the same calendar year? So... Win the Rumble. Get a shot at Mania. Awesome. Big build. Big business. Big bucks. King of the Ring. Title match at SummerSlam, which is two months removed from this. Big build. Big match. Big bucks. And then just coast, basically, through the rest of the year. You can still do something cool at Survivor Series. You know, whatever. But just take something that works and do it again. Why can't we bring it back? I want Triple H to bring... If he brings back King of the Ring as a pay-per-view. Yeah. Because that's what made it matter. Mm -hmm. It was what more... Doing it on TV is pointless. It's fucking pointless. Yeah. And, like, it makes more sense to do it as a pay-per-view now because they do pay-per-views seemingly every three weeks. Yeah. And, like, okay... King of the Ring is marketable. They love their buzzwords. I guarantee you, if they put it out as a pay-per-view, it would have so many views. If you put that in a, a decent-sized venue in a decent market, it will sell out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Supposedly, Vince hated tournaments, which is just another reason to be like, why were you in charge for as long as you are? Like, I don't understand how something that is so easy to get audiences invested in and or shock and surprise is just... Nah, fuck that. I don't I don't get it. <sighs> I hate Vince. Dude, okay, so before we get any further into this, there mm. is there's some things on this show that are I'm gonna bring the heat on. Sure. Please. There's some things on this show Big I'm gonna time. bring the heat on. But like th- this was one where so like I've seen this show, but as I was watching it, I was like Wait, what? On a lot of shit. Because as soon as I saw like the graphic or heard the announcement, I was like, hold on. So, interesting thing about that. You know how I've been... T- I told you about the... Um, when I, wa- when I watch wrestling with my stepbrother on right. Discord. Yeah. You know that's a recent thing? Like, that's a recent thing that we've been doing? Yeah. I've watched this show with him. Really? And completely forgot that I that I had. That's wild. Until I until he said something. Yeah. Because I watched it with him again. I was like, I gotta watch this show for the podcast. You wanna watch with me? And he's like, Yeah, sure. 
So we watched it again because it is batshit. But I picked this this time, like put it on the right. board because on the Velocity Watch along, you said that the Triple H the, Taker match that closes the show was bad. Yes, we'll so get I was there. Like, yeah, let's let's yeah let's do this. And completely forgot that I was it's, that I'd watched like, this. To me, that's a good, interesting point because I'm like, I've seen this before too. But as I was watching, I was like, this is like the best, most forgettable show. <laughs> it's so weird. Um. So okay, so there's an opening video package. Great emphasis on select winners of the past, the ones that went on to great success. They skipped '95 when Mabel, aka Viscera, won. And went on to fail. Um, and went on to fail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Columbus, Ohio. Yep. Uh, this used to be, like, a hotter area and, and, and whatnot for WWE, and wrestling mm. in general, I feel. Like, a couple of years after, or prior to this is the first ever tag team ladder match with the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Oh, like, okay. changes the industry. That's in Columbus, Ohio. I do believe. If not, it's Dayton. But, still... Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh the the bracket for this year's King of the Ring is fucking insane, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? They like, show this bracket as uh-huh. we're coming up. What? I can't name any of the matches right now because Brock versus Bubba Dudley was in like the opening round. Yeah, that. And I remember seeing that match on Raw, and it was awesome. God. Uh. But the opener, speaking of, yes. insane. The opening match on this is Jericho versus RVD. Good gear from Jericho. You, great. Th- this this is an early prime for him, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I actually I have, have a note here that just says amazing brackets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have this RVD figure. Yep. This singlet kind of fucking rules. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, this is also his invasion gear, proving he just holds on to some of his stuff for a while. Um, uh, I have a couple of notes on this match, but I want to point out. So before social media was really a thing, uh, people would have like their own website. So Jericho had his own website in 02. People shit on this match so much that he basically said, fuck all of you on his own website and like shut it down. And I was like, I remember this. Like, I remember, like, the post that he made about it kind of getting passed around, like, wrestling news websites and yeah. shit, right? This match fucking rules, and I can't believe that anyone shit on it, or that enough people shit on it that it pissed him off that bad. That's what I'm saying. This is so good. This match good. is awesome. It's so good. Like... It proves that even in 02, there were idiots Dude, on the internet. Dude, it's unreal. Like... The moment the internet existed, there were idiots on it. Like I think the idiots existed before the internet. Time. Fair enough. Um, I I have like just good notes on this because I just I just love how good this fucking match was. Everything in it, the the pace was good. Yes, they built to everything. Like I got to a point here. Exposed buckle. Yes. Roll up with the feet on the ropes. Yes. RVD kicks out. I was mad. A little bit, yeah. I, I'm with I was you. mad. And I got more mad about this shit later in the main event. But, yeah, I was a little hot about that. But, like, uh, one of my things that I noticed about this was I could tell that they had, like, their their high spots and their points, their bullet points basically choreographed, and the rest was just on as we go. Because at one point, 
Jericho, I'm sorry, RVD backs Jericho in the ropes. Jericho calls something in his in his ear. RVD whips Jericho. Jericho hits the ropes and just flying forearms RVD and bumps him and takes over. And it's like the weirdest cutoff. Just because it's like, oh, I'm throwing you into the ropes. Oh no, you hit me. Yeah, I'm. You know, something about it seemed odd to me. But like, I like stuff like that. Like, I like that I can see Jericho calling stuff in this. Yeah. Um. Uh, what, what do I have a note here? I have a note here. Jericho does a skull-crushing finale in this match he called for some the, reason. Uh, he called it the breakdown. Yeah. One I, of, I consistently forget that he did that. So one of the best Twitter exchanges of all time is when Miz started doing it. Mm. And he tweeted out, what should I call my new finisher, guys? And Jericho responded and said, the breakdown. That's what I called it when I invented it. <laughs> And I laughed really fucking hard. That's good. That's good. Uh, Jericho beat The Rock with that. Un- what? To win a world title. Unbelievable. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, there's a German suplex at some point. Rob dies a hundred deaths. Big time. Um, I love when you can hear RVD making like sounds off of effort. Yeah. Like, any time that he would, like, go to vault or do something, you can just hear that, like, yeah, sound. Yeah. I like any time wrestlers do that. That, to me, just like adds a, a good bit of reality to what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. My last note on this just says, this rules, RVD's over, I love it. Yeah. A rare missed uh, five-star frog splash in this, too. I noted that. He, I like, noted that because I remember you telling me about that. Did that not like, like to do that it. bump, yeah. Really, really good shit, though. Uh, they get a ton of time, too. That, that's Big like time. Almost 20 minutes, I think. You uh, want me to look up the time? I mean, if you can quickly, great. But if yes. not, it's not a big deal. Um, Let's do this. Let's do this. We like when that, we get with the guessing the time thing. <laughs> that's a good game we play. Um, after that, we've got a segment in the back with Heyman and Brock. The, these two were just a perfect pairing. Big time. Like, And this was a thing where I was like, man... This first run of Brock is so good and so fast and so crazy because he debuts the day after WrestleMania. So he's only been on TV at this point for a few weeks, really, before just winning the King of the Ring. Mm. Um, spoiler for the end of the show. Um, yes. Well, it's from 02. They know he won the King <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm just playing. Um, which, by the way, my note after RVD won was RVD versus Lesnar. Mm. <laughs> That's another point to what I add to the whole, like, this show on paper is fucking batshit. Yeah. So, do you have an official guess on the time? Uh, for RVD and Jericho? Yeah. I'm gonna say that went 18 and 15. 18 minutes, 15 seconds. 14.31. Son of a bitch. That it's seems like they, way they, they the pace, so much The in. pace was really up, though. Yeah. But it didn't seem rushed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like a, a hard jog. Um, a hard jog. My next note, this is a lesser test theme. This Big is time. not his best theme. Big time. But then it just test versus Wait, Brock. Hold on, we've missed we've missed some things. Shit, shit, shit. So after this match, yeah. they're doing this in ring interview. Jerry Lawler gets in this in the ring and yeah. he's like doing the in ring interview, but they're still playing RVD's music. So Jerry Lawler is shouting over the music. 
And then Jericho just beats the ever living shit out of out of RVD. I don't remember. That. Puts him in the line in the walls of Jericho yeah. while the refs are trying to be like. And I'm like, Lawler, do you're something. a wrestler. Do something. Hit him. Do something. He just looks at him, and that's it. And then he why, walks away. Why, if, okay, so if you're gonna do that, though, why even do the in ring interview? Why not just have Jericho assault him and beat the sh- shit out of him? Here's the thing, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> well, why I not? Really, I really don't. <laughs> uh, Vamp for just a second. An old theme returns. But yes, so then I have one note. Damn it. On, are you good? Yeah. I have one note on the entirety of this promo. between Because I was just sucked in to Paul Heyman just talking. He can talk for ages, and I'm invested. Um... I have one note on this promo, and it is, Lesnar is a fucking statue. He looks like he is made out of granite. Are we talking about Lesnar's shape here? Yes. Dude, he looks like he was built in a factory specifically (laughs) to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He looks more than human. Like, it's... If Lesnar had been in the business looking and being, like, as he is in the like, early 80s, he would have been the Terminator. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> unreal what he's... his condition here. Um, And the way he moves... Fluid. so... So fast! Fluid and fast! Um, are we on he's the... He's huge and fast. Yeah. Are we on the match now? Yes. Test versus Brock. This is a... a heel versus heel fucking hoss fight. Yeah. I this is another one where I was like, wait, what? Guys, I'm not gonna say this is like great or anything. I loved this. I there's something about this match that I really fucking loved. It's ugly. It is. I think that's part Brutal. of it. Like it's just big meaty men slapping meat. And dude, they are moving. <laughs> big time. This. Like, you also forget how big Test was. Oh my god. Like huge, we talk about it all the time. But then, like, we all know how big Lesnar is. And then, when you see them like in the ring with each other, you're like, "Hot damn, dude!" Tess was a fucking giant. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Lesnar eats this big boot, dude. <laughs> so hard it pained me. I actually got hurt from it. It unbelievable. I have a, a note about a lot of huge bumps from these guys. Like uh, Lesnar at one point power slams Test. And it's perfect. And then, like you said, like yeah. that big boot. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Oh, no hands Brock over there. What was the finish to this? Mm. Well, one, the finish got fucky because it looked like Heyman got on the apron and went to do something to test after Tess had already like yes. committed to the run Yes, and was out of his reach. But then Tess just sold nothing that happened. Yeah. And then Brock grabbed him and gave him the F5. I think it was supposed to be Lesnar, like, pulling his hair while he took off to do, like, the boot or something, but he was too far away, but Tess just chose in that moment to sell it regardless. It was not great. Yeah, it was... Everything up to then, I thought, was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um... That's me trying to make sense of what I saw. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I completely forgot what happened, but you explained it pretty perfectly. Um, from what I gathered, at least. 
the pump handle slam from Test on Brock. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so cool just to see Lesnar doing shit. Yeah. It, yeah, it is wild to see. He's doing elbow drops. Big time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but overall, I don't know what you thought. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Big time. Except Big same. the finish was fucky. But yeah. yeah. Outside of that. So we go then to the back. Uh-huh. Lance Storm and Christian. Yes. I fucking love Oh, wait, Lance wait. Storm did you skip Christian. the little Coach and Bubba Dudley promo? Probably did. There was a Coach and Bubba Dudley promo where it was basically just Bubba Dudley was actually getting pushed as a singles guy here. Mm. And it was just him being a white meat baby face, Bubba Dudley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was supposed to have a title match with Triple H on pay-per-view. Amazing. Didn't happen. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yes, then Lance Storm and Christian, this is the birth of the Un-Americans faction. And they are just blaming anything and everything at this point on America. Mm-hmm. Honestly, way ahead of the curve here, because now I think a lot of us are like, yeah, you're right. Uh, I said, my note here says, oof, this promo rings too true today. It really does. Whatever they're like, this is the most hateful country or whatever, I'm like, yeah, man, they seeing into the future here. Fuck, guys. Mm. Um... My next note is Michael Cole and Taz, because finally, I was yes. I hate Lawler. That's going to become a big thing later. Oh, I have a line of his later that I did genuinely laugh, but it also absolutely fucking blew my mind. And, and not the best way. Um, no. Yep. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Cole and Taz. Uh, my next note just says, we've discussed Nydia. Mm-hmm. Here we are again. My note here says more like Tidia, am I right? Oh! I'm not, I'm not proud. Yeah. But you're also not wrong. Um, <laughs> Noble Amazing. versus Hurricane is the match here for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I I love this. Uh, sometimes I think I've talked about it before where it's like, if I don't have a lot of matches on a... Or, I'm sorry, a lot of notes on a match. Yeah. It's because I actually like got sucked in. Mm-hmm. I, I only got like three on this. Like, I really like this. These guys are working really fucking hard. They are moving very fast. There is a big top, time top rope swinging neck breaker in this match. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Guys, like, if you're not an active wrestler, I gotta tell you, that is. That's something I don't know that I would be willing to do. I don't think I would either. On either side of it, frankly. Like, no. <laughs> like props to them, because good God. Also, the sound that it made. Um, a lot of counters. Um, my f- One of my first notes here says, I'm stealing that. <laughs> you know, do just, you know what it was? Yeah. Okay. It was the hammerlock, sit down, go to your... Mm-hmm. Like, go like to roll sideways into the head scissors. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lawler then talks down to JR about having lived in a trailer. This I noted. There is no redeemable quality to this man. This 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 broke me. I was like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but also, doesn't JR say something about him having lived in trailers before? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I do. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Um, Hurricane with them basic ass kick pads. Oh, hard. <laughs> Just those, plain white, dude. Like the f- like fifteen dollar ones from Dunham's. I was gonna say those are for like high school softball teams. Like, <laughs> yes, dude. Just not spending any money on gear there. Um, so Noble wins this match with a power bomb. I don't remember Noble ever winning matches with that. He like there's there's some Hold shenanigans. On. There's I have so many notes way before the finish here. Oh no, please. Because th- this is where Lawler really fucking popped Good. off. Good. All right. So first of all, Jamie Noble bounces so high uh, every time he bumps. Uh huh. He I I love it. I love it. All right. Now we're gonna get into Lawler territory. Lawler says, "I don't know why she doesn't appeal to you. She lives in a trailer and she's young." That appeals more to you, Lawler, first of all. And second of all, just because she lives in a trailer, you think JR would like her because he has lived in a trailer before. What are we doing? uh, Okay, so I remember this now. So he keeps making shots at people who live in trailers. And I'm watching this with Meg, and I go, this motherfucker was king of the Memphis territory. He was the most overdue in Tennessee. Nine-tenths of their population is in trailers. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. It was just baffling to me. I'm like... When he said, she's young, <laughs> I went, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, we're just doing that? Yeah. Mr. Lawler, it's illegal to use the internet to solicit underage girls for sex. That's my Chris Hansen impression. That's pretty good. Thank you. Wait, Thank, what, you. What Thank is it, uh, you. Why don't you sit down over there, Terry? Uh, <laughs> um, Allow me to understand what it was <laughs> that really brought you here tonight. Dude, like, this was... 02 is such a good, weird year. Yeah. Because it's, it's that thing, I think we've talked about it with 03, where it's like, we are moving past the Attitude Era. But we're not going quickly and cleanly. Oh, no. You know what I mean? We're, there's still parts of this that are, like, in the right direction. We're evolving. We're getting better. Yeah. And then there's still parts of the product that are, like, clutching and, and dragging our feet about the late 90s. Yeah. And it's like, even as a fan of that stuff, I'm like, guys, you, you know, Paul Heyman said it once where it's like, you have to admit that era is dead. Yeah. Like, I to me, I'm like... And it, honestly, what's really frustrating is how, like, with a lot of the shit, it didn't actually get better for another almost decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would... I, I'm hard-pressed to think of what year specifically it was where it's like, we're going to start promoting the women as, like, women wrestlers. Because it sure as shit ain't here. No, 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 no. No. But, um, anyways, keep going. What else did you think about this match? Lawler says, <laughs> I think she kissed the hurricane on the mouth. What's trashy about that? Come over here, Nydia. Shut the fuck up. Like, you are taking away. Yeah. And then JR says, Uncle Jerry's looking for you. I laughed so hard. Dude, every so often, JR just shutting him the fuck down. Like, No, I just looked at my next note, yep. sorry. Then, 
This motherfucker says, and I quote, You're only as old as the women you feel. That is a pretty gross joke. I don't even know how to fucking take that. I then wrote, (laughs) I wrote this. Legit go fuck yourself and then go burn your boots. Take two weeks off, then come back just to cut a retirement promo. Leave the business to those with even a little morality and leave it to those who can actually have something to add to this business. You're a waste of space in a locker room, even if you're booked there for a meet and greet. I hope I never meet you, and I certainly wouldn't greet you. You're an old, creepy, problematic at best, pedophilic at worst human being, and I hope you rot. Yeah. And his punches are mid. Ooh, I disagree with him on that. You want to learn how to pull a punch, go to Lawler. You want to learn how to throw a punch that looks like it hurts, go to Taker. Go to Matt Hardy. Go to Scott Hall. Go to fucking Daniel Bryan. Go to anyone else. I know what you're saying there. I just don't fully agree with it. I think Lawler is one of the best punches ever. Hmm. It's okay. I think Lawler, Bill Dundee, Taker, Scott Hall, Matt Hardy. These are all... Up there, uh, Kurt, Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle actually, which for him to have the good punch that he did is shocking. Yeah, he's not at any point a, a striker at all. Yeah. Um. So, are we going past this now or no? First of all, that choke slam that he gives a million miles in the air. Unbelievable. Jimmy Noble was so good. Well. Hurricane was the one doing the choke slam. Fine. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. <laughs> anyway, um, th- my my last note on this is this rules. No, I, I loved it. Like, it was so good. I still, for some reason, I remember Jamie Noble winning matches with a tiger bomb, which is a double underhook into a tiger, or into a powerbomb. Yeah. He just absolutely powerbombs the fuck out of Hurricane here, I think. I think the finish is like he Hurricane gets his foot on the rope and Nidia knocks it off. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which is perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with that. For some reason, I was just like befuddled that Jamie Noble won with that move. I don't know. I love it though. No, I mean it makes perfect sense. But I was just like, wait, what? The Rock has showed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show's been going on for a while. No, they showed that. That was on, oh uh, oh is that, that an earlier heat. today that was on heat oh okay I'm sorry yeah he they, has been here the whole sorry time. they used to do this with like Rock and Austin specifically where the show would be Badly. half the fuck over and they're just now arriving and I'm like guys I know your job is hard but this is the only one you got like, <laughs> like you just fucking be here like <laughs> yeah you don't even I'm not even saying like you know super early but maybe before TV yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Then after this, we have Terry interviews Eddie. Um, this promo was odd to me. I loved it. I didn't dislike it for the for the long walk. It, very long walk. I liked the him being all jovial and yep. saying hi to all his family members, like yep. all that. And then the turn of and you're asking if right. I'm worried. Now like, the interesting thing about this, where we're about to go here on the show. So we're only a few weeks removed from Austin walking out. Mm, because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be him and Brock in the opening round of the King of the Ring. Yeah. So we're only a few weeks away from that. The original plan for this pay-per-view, it was going to be Eddie versus Austin. 
I think they said something about that on commentary. I think so Lawler too. says something like, "Who who would win? Right? Who, who would you think would win? Do you think Eddie would win against Austin or something like that? Right? And uh, Jr's like, "Well, they're not. I'm not going to say who's going who I think would win because they're not going to wrestle. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a bummer because like rumor and innuendo is that it was going to be Eddie and Austin and regardless of the actual winner, it was going to be like Eddie's launch pad. Mm. Like, that was supposed to be like, okay, we're, they were ready to like elevate him here. Now, do I think that he would have gotten to the point on that push that he got a couple years after this? No, I don't. I I don't think that at all. Mm. But I think that they were going to use it to like really elevate him as a guy. And that just didn't happen. Um, But, when I saw that we're getting Flair versus Eddie, this only added to my what? 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 What a dream of a pay per view this is! You know what's fucking amazing about this? Hmm. I forgot about this match too. I watched this like mere weeks ago. Amazing. Um, I hated that Flair's entrance is dubbed here because they were using a bullshit version of his song. Mm. I, I don't know. It was something about like the rights lapsed or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, my next note just says, Eddie's shape. Yeah. Homeboy has been hitting the shoulders. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, so, there's a sign at some point behind yeah. Eddie that says, Caucasian heat. Okay. With a, an arrow pointing down at the guy holding it. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> um, Flair had not had a lot of matches in the WWE at this point. Like, post this comeback. Or yeah. Whatever. Because he would have come back in November of 01. I think he had one match with Flair. Um, what? Or not, Flair had a match <laughs> with Vince, I'm sorry. At the 02 Rumble. And then in 02... I bet that was just a fucking bloodbath. It's... I don't remember, honestly. He So he does that one at the Rumble, and then at Mania, it's Flair and Taker. And that match fucking rules. Um, and then now we're here. Hmm. But I had a note though that just said, "I think Flair kind of looks good here, and he's moving well." And I can't believe that he would go on for another twenty fucking years. I don't think about it, Tom. Holy I just shit, to ignore man! It. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, like we've used the phrase "overstay your welcome" on this show a lot, right? Yeah. I don't know if anyone has ever done it more than Ric Flair, because he's overstayed his welcome. Several times yes. for several years apiece. Yes. Just fucking bonkers shit. Um I like I like Flair here though. Oh here, I mean I'm not saying that this I is bad at all. I said it earlier today. If Flair had just left it at 08, how perfect. what more? It would have been perfect. But no, we just gotta keep beating this dead horse until it quits coughing up money. Well, I think it finally has. <laughs> finally. What do you think what, has come back to the guest room. What did you think of this match? I loved this. I have so I few notes. Good. I have so few notes about this cuz I was just kind of watching and bullshitting. Like it's just so, there's no there's nothing like super flashy. No. I don't know. I'm saying it's just Chop solid City. shit. Chop City. Yeah. Um I love that you can see Flair and Eddie working. Yeah. You can see them communicating. I love that you can see, like I they don't have shit planned at all, and you can tell, and that's fine. I love it. It makes it more investing to me. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Benoit shenanigans here. Benoit gets ejected. Bubba Dudley does a run-in. Benoit yes. just chases Bubba out. And that's the finish. Flair goes over with that. Off the, the run. Bubba bomb yeah. after several minutes. No, yeah. Kidding, seconds. Which, I wrote down was, to me, an odd finish, but I didn't hate it. I, I, I didn't hate it. I don't know. I didn't love it, but I, I didn't Yeah, I, I didn't love it either. Like, I know they're trying to do the whole, like, oh, Flair has one last good run in him. So it's like, okay, well, he kind of can't say that and then lose. It's kind of one of those things I think they might have booked themselves into a corner because of the build. I also think that and because they, they had to, to hard elevate. pivot from Eddie and yeah. Austin... I mean, like, I don't know. I still I can, think like, they want, they had the idea of wanting to elevate Eddie in mind. Mm-hmm. So. Because the shenanigans kind of protects Eddie a little bit. But even then, I don't think it does, because he's down for so fucking long. Sure. I mean, that's true. It could have been, if it had been faster, it would have helped. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only reason I would think for not giving away a finish. You know what I would have done? Mm-hmm. I would have done Bubba Bomb. Uh, Flair gets the arm over. Big kick out. Flair goes for the figure four. Eddie reverses into the inside cradle. Flair reverses that into the inside cradle while holding the tights. Because he's the dirtiest player in the game. Mm. Finish. That's Because that's, then that's Eddie can better. still go fuck off with Bubba Dudley. That's way better. Yeah. Can still go fuck off with Bubba Dudley. Um, this is a really odd commercial for Get the F Out here. Yeah. Or a styrofoam head of a logo is more attractive to human women because it doesn't have the F on the side of its head anymore. <laughs> I was just perplexed by watching this because I was like, is, is that logo going to have an orgy with these women now? I think so. Good for that logo. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being one of those women going home being like, I met someone, he's a logo. <laughs> I don't know why it's... it. I don't know why the punchline being as simple as it's a logo was very funny to me. Me and my friends fucked that logo's brains out. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We broke his copyright. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's just so stupid. God damn it. Um, Let's see. Regal and Nowinski are then shown having food at WWE New York. They... Trash talk a, a waitress who, in turn, I guess sticks her finger in their food, which I didn't even notice until I think Lawler actually points it out, and I was like, "You, you either gotta get an actual performer because that 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 server was clearly a server, yeah, and not like an actress or a worker of any sort. She had yeah, yeah, a complete void of personality. But I was like, you either gotta get somebody better at that or like." I don't know, maybe she's like actually spits in their food or something. Like, I didn't catch this at all, and I don't care. Weird. Yeah. Um, next we had Molly Holly versus Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this match? Um, so the first thing that I noted was, this was during the Molly has a big ass storyline. <laughs> this was a real thing. Trish and Molly start this feud by having some sort of a backstage thing, and Trish is making fun of Molly for having a big ass. And it's like, you got a little junk in your trunk. You got a big ass. And she's like, what? No, I don't. And it's like trying to cover it up. Why do you not want that? 
So here's the thing. I literally wrote down, this is from 02. The big ass isn't as in vogue uh, as it is now. This was literally the fucking storyline. And I'm like, this, the times, man, they are a changing. Like, I like, I don't want to even finish this. Big butts? And I cannot lie. I really can't. Me neither. <laughs> but, big. Like, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> As Pee Wee Herman tells us, there's always a big butt. Uh, I don't... I didn't expect that. Like, yeah, I, I was just... It was befuddling because I was like, oh, yeah, I guess big asses aren't popular yet in 02. We are still a few years removed from that. Isn't that crazy? Honestly, it is. Like, if you look at, like, the... what? Okay, in the 90s, the hottest women in the 90s, right? Long asses. Long asses. Uh, <laughs> clearly eating disorder thin. Like, absolutely no muscles whatsoever. And unbelievably immobile, giant fake tits. Oh my god. And that was that was what was considered just beauty like, in the 90s. <coughs> yeah. Like, that's what sound they I'm walking here! <laughs> what? Are they lasers? What are you pointing at? What are you pointing at? <laughs> But I, I like. I love that it's not a visual medium. So what right. I just said is very confusing, right. and I don't want to leave it that way. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not going to explain any of my visual I'm gonna, hijinks to you people. I'm going to leave it for Pocket Volcano to figure out. <laughs> I'm walking here. Um, no, like, you know. But here, here's the thing. Like that idea of like the concept of beauty changes over time. That's always been a thing. Oh yeah. Like, Marilyn Monroe was considered the most beautiful woman in America at her peak, and quite frankly, probably wouldn't even, like, turn a person's head these days, especially not in entertainment. Yeah, that's fair to say. Specifically not in entertainment. I I guess if you saw somebody that looked like Marilyn Monroe walking down the street, you would probably be like, oh, hi, you look (laughs) like Marilyn Monroe. But I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, hi. (laughs) What up? Um, Yeah, uh... This, okay, so, like, one of the things that I also wrote down here was Molly had just a wild career. Like, did you know she was in WCW? I did not. She was. And during the last year and a half or so, uh, she had a couple of different gimmick names. Um, God damn it, I can't remember them now. One of them was just a very bad pun. Um, But, yeah, Trish is good here. I thought this match was good. Good finish. Yeah. Like... I also think it's crazy that the storyline here is that we're trolling Molly Holly for having a big ass, and her finisher is to do a front flip off the top and sit on you. Yeah. Worst ways to go. Um, yeah. I volunteer, frankly. No, As I'm tribute. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Molly Holly ruled. Trish is really fucking coming into her own here. I loved it. I thought it was great. My next note is Kurt Angle is the damn best. Mm-hmm. Because he has a promo here, and it's just good. It is. And I also, I wrote down Angle promo in my next note, because again, somehow I've forgotten everything about this show. In all caps, just says, Angle versus Hogan. Yeah. The, this whole card <coughs> is some sort of glorious fever dream. Um, This, okay, because... Kurt still has the fucking headgear with the hairpiece on it. Yep. It's so ridiculous. Absolutely. I fucking love it. I brought this up to Meg when we were watching it. Do you think that him being not just, like, good at, but, like, willing to do 
that kind of hokey shit is what takes him from great to like god tier. Oh god, I, I don't, yeah. Versati- versatility is like because I think Meg pointed out that like if he had always been godless killing machine Kurt Angle, probably wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, like that's fair. Yeah, I I love it. Uh, Angle. Okay, I wrote this down during his promo. Angle makes legitimate points while looking so stupid, <laughs> and that only adds to the whole like yeah. This is what makes you the one, man. Like. Fuck, he was so good. Um, I like this theme for Hogan. I don't know what it is, but I liked it. Uh, it's a dubbed over Voodoo Child, right? Yeah. Probably. I don't know, uh, but... Uh, so... Kurt, you know, you know what Hulk Hogan wears, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So why did you wear all fucking red? I don't know. You had three colors I, I, to pick I, from. I thought I two thought of the which same thing. he doesn't wear. Uh, so one of the things I noticed about this was over commentary and whatnot, they are still building for Vince and Hogan, which wouldn't happen until the next year's WrestleMania nineteen former episode. Check it out. Uh, that is crazy yeah. that they yeah. were like. I love it though that they were seeing that far into the future. Um. I wrote down, this is good, it's just strange. Yeah, it is. Like, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I can see what you're saying, like, though. It's just insane I can see to you, see. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. I love that Hogan starts his comeback by taking Kurt's finish. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Angle slam? Yeah. Which is also wild to think that, like, Hogan was kind of bumping around a lot at this point. Yeah. Well, he's only 49. Was he really? Point. Yeah. I looked it up no. earlier because I was like, he's not... I, I know he's he was... 49 at this point. Mm-hmm. He looks 58 if yeah. he's a day. Big time. Dude, AJ Styles right now is like 41 or 2. Imagine if AJ in 7 years... It could happen... A lot Holy can happen shit. in seven years. I don't want to say anything. I'm going to knock on wood right now. I'm mind. sorry. Actually, I'm going to knock over here. I don't want to jeopardize absolutely AJ. fucking shocks me to my core. Yeah, I looked it up. He's only 69 now. You said 69 now? Yeah. Holy Christ. Um, I would said 109. <laughs> this, I, I also had to note that this run from Hogan is bizarre. Because... He, he came back in February of this year as part of the NWO. Yeah. Tries to murder The Rock with a semi-truck. Amazing. Then turns face against The Rock at Mania 18. Mm-hmm. And is now having this match with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. After, hold on, after having beaten Triple H for the undisputed title and then losing it to Taker is now having this match with Kurt Angle. Yeah. O2 Hogan is wild as fuck. Big time. Um, I've seen this match before, as we've discussed already yes. on this episode. I still lost my fucking shit when Hogan tapped. I had forgotten that this was a thing. When Hogan goes for the leg drop, and Kurt catches it into the ankle lock, I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. When... And even though it is the dumbest but simplest reversal, right? Yeah. Hogan taps out. 
And I immediately was like, oh man, I remember this now. This is the only time that ever happened. Ever. What do you think he got... What would you think his bonus was for fucking tapping? I don't know. But regardless <laughs> of that number, I can't believe he agreed to it. So, like... Okay, so Lex Luger beat Hogan, quote, by submission when he's in the rack. But they would always play it out as, like, you just say that you give. Which, for some reason, was, like, not a thing. Like, nobody gave a shit in the 80s and 90s if you just submitted, right? It wasn't until tapping out got popular that then it became... Like important, yeah. But this is still the only time ever that Hogan tapped out, Amazing. which is just unbelievable to me. And also, what a f- like forgotten feather in the cap for Kurt Angle, big time. Like you talk about like career highlights and shit. Like, bro, nobody can, especially now, nobody can ever take that away from him. Yeah, it's madness. So. This segment with Booker T, The Rock, and Goldust. Oh my god. I laughed so hard. Big same. So many times. I, my note here is, there's too much funny here to note. You just have to watch it. It made me remember how much I loved Bookdust uh, as a duo. <laughs> like, they had yeah. so many of these, and I was like, watching this one, I was like, they ended up being tag champions, and it was actually like really good. Right, like it was a good feel-good moment because they actually had like the long, tumultuous relationship, you know, whatever build to it. I wish they had just done segments. Yeah, like forever. Have you ever seen the Seven Eleven one? I th- think you may have shown it to me at some point. Booker's in the Seven Eleven because they had like a cross promotional thing going on. Yeah, and he goes to pick out a big Slurpee cup and it has RVD on it, and he just goes, "Oh man." Must be sold out of all the Booker T cups. RVD, I'm going to be beating your punk ass tonight on Raw. And he turns around. And Goldust is wearing his full bodysuit, face paint, and the wig. But I think he has, like, a hat on on top. And he just goes, book, book, book. Calm down. I'm wearing this elaborate disguise. It's me, Goldust. Amazing. <laughs> just unbelievable. But at yeah. the end of it, he just goes, book. All I'm saying is... If you let me have a sip of your Slurpee, then you can have a bite of my wiener. And holds up, as he's saying this, slowly raises up this gigantic hot dog like in between them. And Booker's like, man, get the hell away from me. Before it's so this episode good. comes out, I want to isolate just that and send it to Pocket <laughs> Volcano. I really do. <laughs> Holy shit, yes. Okay, before we move on any further... Well, do you have any... Did you have anything else about this promo in particular? Uh, just, like, there's one or two shots of Austin leaked in there about, like, taking your ball and going home, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. I wrote down that Goldust rules here, and then I wrote down one one of the lines that The Rock has that actually truly made me LOL. Yes. Um, so Rock crashes the promo. I don't remember the exact thing, but it's basically... We gotta let all the suckers and the millions and and he looks at Goldust and just goes, and what do you do? <laughs> and it really fucking made me laugh. Yeah, I know. I, I don't. Not, I know. Yeah. I butchered the setup to it, but him just looking at yeah, Goldust and saying, mean. "What do you do, dude?" The way that he was, the particular way he was saying, "Stop that! Stop! Mm. Stop that! Stop it!" 
it literally se- it seemed like he was genuinely annoyed. Yes. And it made me I laugh loved it. so hard. Dude, it was... Th- Stop this is rubbing yourself, comedy. man. Yeah. <laughs> he gets into, you sick freak. Uh, <laughs> like, what's it? Like, almost a forgotten rock catchphrase. Hmm. Just never made it onto merch. Oh, my God. Great anyway, shit. So, at some point in Kurt Angle vs. Hogan, I missed this because... I'm sorry, yes. Lawler says, he's fading away like a fisherman. Wait, fishermen don't fade away. They just can't raise their poles anymore. What does that... Get it? And then JR says, I get it, I get it. It's an erectile dysfunction joke. I guess, it's just not a good one. It's an awful joke. Also, it doesn't have anything to do with that match in particular. Yeah, I think it was in a sleeper hold or something. Dude, okay, Uh, Lawler made me... You talking about Lawler made me remember this. So when I was a kid, uh, once every year, it would be like Labor Day weekend, actually. I would spend a full weekend at my grandparents' house in a town called Palestine, Illinois. And they had a rodeo that came through every year on Labor Day weekend. So the week was carnival. Uh, Yard sales, food trucks, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was the rodeo. So I would spend the entire weekend with my grandparents in this town. And we'd go to the carnival, and we'd go to the rodeo every night. And we would run, like, yard sales and stuff during the day. And I loved it. I had so much fun, right? And the, the rodeo had a clown. You know, just that's his job is a rodeo clown. Hell yeah. It was a very... and they had, But they had a, an announcer guy who's basically up in a, a booth overlooking everything. Well, he's on a microphone that goes to the loudspeaker. The clown has a wireless mic that goes to the loudspeaker. You know, whatever. They had a very JR and Lawler dynamic. The mm. clown is your Lawler. The guy in the booth is JR. Mm-hmm. And in between, like, you know, Broncos, Bulls, or wagon races, whatever the fuck was going on, they would have some back and forth that was very much, like, practiced and choreographed and scripted. Yeah. But a lot of jokes, you know, yeah. whatever. Now, keep in mind, this is Southern Illinois, and we're at a rodeo. So there's a lot of, and I'm a kid, so there's a lot of Bill Clinton jokes. Like, mm. a lot. Because this is the funniest thing in the world at the time. We're making fun of a Democratic president in a largely conservative town. I get it. Yeah. And some of them were funny. Then the 90s ended. <laughs> yeah. And this guy kept doing the same jokes. Like, I remember legitimately, I think the last time I ever went, because by this point I'd grown up, I moved on, I'm not spending the weekend down there, you know, whatever. I think the last time I ever went... We were not far from, like, inaugurating Obama into office, and this fucking rodeo clown was still doing Bill Clinton jokes. <laughs> and, like, it... Honestly, it makes me think of Lawler and JR. Because they would do the same bits every year. And I yeah. wanted at one point to be like, guys, there's other things in the world that have happened that you can, like, joke about and make jokes about. You you can even steal other people's material. Watch Watch television for a week. <laughs> and just steal those jokes. I guarantee you, nobody's going to care that the rodeo clown is doing this. But yeah, that that dynamic always reminded me of Lawler and, and Jr. So next, RVD has very. Oh wait, we didn't even introduce the match. No, <laughs> my first note just says RVD versus Brock. This has to rule. I never knew this happened. Fun fact: this happened again. What? They run it back at the next pay per view. That's that rules, dude. Yeah, I kind of want to do that show at some point. It's yeah. so too, but like, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, um, 
My first note here is actually Lesnar is hungry. Yeah, because he is just he is... eating Brock alive, ain't he? What? Eating sorry, Brock eating alive. Eating Rob alive is what I meant to say. That's a good way to interpret it. I meant he was taking a bite out of the sole of Rob's boot. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Have you ever heard the Mark Henry story about somebody saying they were working with RVD? No. It was some, like, uh, I can't remember where I heard it. It was, like, whatever. Um, before a, a taping or a house show, uh, Mark Henry's out in the ring giving everybody advice, this, that, and you know, whatever. And there's some local guy, and uh, Mark's like, who? Uh, are you on the show tonight? And he's like, uh, yeah. He goes, who are you working with? The guy goes, oh, uh, I'm just doing a quick little thing. It's me and RVD. And Mark Henry. World's strongest man, right? Like one of the baddest motherfuckers ever just goes, Oh, man, put your motherfucking hands up! Because <laughs> RVD is like so notoriously stiff. Well, it's hard to control those kicks, to be fair. Is it? Like that that type of... Well, some of them flying ones off, like the yeah, springboard sure. one. But I mean, I agree. He is just trying to put his foot through Brock's mouth Yeah, and Brock is this. like... I'm going to make you move my head. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, man. The uh, There's a power slam in this match from Lesnar to RVD that was so good that I wrote down, imagine Brock versus Jeff Cobb. Oh, my God. That might be my the new... The ring isn't ready. That might be my new it-can't-happen fantasy match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm very convinced at RVD's selling in this match. I agree. It's <laughs> very like, vocal. Yeah. Uh, there are there are several instances of Brock catching RVD out of the air on this. And maneuvering him around like it's nothing. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to put you here now. Now I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to like twirl you in the air and then put you down. Like, and I, I think we've talked about it before on here, but it's worth repeating. Yeah, RVD does all these high-flying moves. I don't know that I'd call him small. Like, he's over six feet tall, and they bill him at, like, 240. And he has a gigantic ass. (laughs) He really does. Like, I'm not saying that... I didn't expect you to say that. Well, well, I'm only bringing (laughs) up my point. I'm not saying that, okay, catching Rey Mysterio is not impressive. I'm not saying that it's not. But, catching RVD to me is way the fuck more impressive. Oh, yeah. And Brock does it several times in this... Easily. And has already had another match. Like, it's crazy, 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 crazy athleticism and strength. I have very few notes on this match because it's just so good. Yeah. I loved this match. Same. Paul Heyman hot-shotting RVD. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, RVD hits the frog splash on Brock. Yes. Paul's up on the apron. RVD goes up to him. He hot shots him. Yes. RVD falls back onto the cover. Yes. What loved a brilliant it. way to protect a move. I fucking loved it. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it since. That is fucking genius. It's so good. Like, and there's so much that you can do with it. Take that concept and start flipping it, and there's so much that you can do with it, right? Like, imagine he hits the frog splash, Heyman's up. Goes hot, hot shot. shots him as he falls back. Roll up exactly. You could change now imagine it. you can flip, flip the it. dynamics to where the baby face hits the frog splash. Um, or I'm sorry, the, I'm sorry, the heel hits a a frog splash. You have a face manager. Mm. 
Hotshot, as the heel is stumbling backwards, falls into the cover at one two. The babyface gets a quick crucifix. Maybe finish. Or maybe fin. I was thinking the f- move. Yeah. The heel hits the move. Yeah. Manager tries to hot shot. Yeah. That's it, dude. Yeah. It just falls on. Why the not? That's it. Just, That'd be oh dope. man, especially if you're like splitting the manager from the. Yeah. The, yeah. You don't even have to. You don't even have. You can do to, anything uh, with it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's just, it's just. Awesome. How bad did RVD kill Brock on that Rolling Thunder in this match, though? Oh, all of all, him. all two forty of him just came down him. on Lesnar's big old muscle tits. Uh, it looked painful. Why do you word things the way you do sometimes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god! But yes, my um, my last note on this match, and I, I did love it. I thought it was great. Fun trivia. Brock has only been world champion. <laughs> like, I, yeah, the the pay per view after this, he has a, when they run back him and RVD. It's for the Intercontinental Title. I'm certain it goes to a bullshit finish of some sort because I know RVD doesn't win, but I also know Brock was never Intercontinental Champion. Wild. But yeah, he's he's only ever been a world champion. Uh. <laughs> What was up after this? I'm trying to read. So the first they go to they go to Taz and Cole for a second, and it's, it's at this point I realize why are they eight football fields away from the ring? They're so far away for no reason. I don't know. That was weird too. I don't know. Oh, uh, there's a promo then, and it's Triple H, and he bumps into Sean Nash and the rest of the. At this point, very bad version of the NWO. <laughs> and I yeah. was kind of like, okay, I mean, that's weird. But at least we're acknowledging that like him and Sean and Nash are bros, right? Yeah. And Xbox, for that matter. And Big Show's just kind of like, yeah, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. So then, Michael Cole has one of the weirdest commentary li- lines I've ever heard. But I know what he's trying to say. Because he says... Triple H has a lot of history with the NWO. No. <laughs> Not, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a thing yeah. where I want to be like, uh, yeah, I know Sean's in it now, and I know that Nash and Hall were. I don't think that you should say it like that. I think you should mm-hmm. be like, Triple H has a lot of history with certain members of the NWO. Yeah. He has nothing to do with this group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, me. Up next is the main event. Isn't yep. It? Taker versus Triple H. Yep. Which, in the video package, they make sure to highlight that Triple H beat Hogan on TV. What? Oh, yes. They show that in order to get this title match, they had it was Triple H versus Hogan on TV, and the winner got the match with Taker here. And Triple H won. Now, granted, Hogan beat Triple H on pay-per-view, so I'm sure this is just him, you know, giving the win back because we're all cool and stupid. <laughs> but still, just saying out loud, Triple H versus Hogan happened on television for free. <laughs> yeah. O2 was insane. Yeah. Big, also, just big, saying big that, that Hogan had a match on TV, for that matter. That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, 
So in this video package, Taker says, I'm going to kick your face off your head. That is so much cooler than kick your head off your shoulders. And I didn't know it, I didn't yeah. know it until I heard it. Yeah, actually, yeah. Kick your face off your head. I like that, yeah. Um, so, bell rings. My note, I hit pause. My note here first is... Yes. Oh, good, Earl Hebner. Anyway, I love ahead. it. I, I knew that was... Meg actually pointed that out. Um, bell rings. I hit pause. Till the end of the show, and, or whatever, right? I, I'm looking at the timeline, basically. 27 minutes. And I was like, oh. I don't know how I feel about this here. Yeah. Uh, how... On a scale of 1 to 9-11... One being an inconvenience so minor that you barely even registers that it happened. And 9-11 being 9-11. On that scale, how bad is Taker's hair? It's the worst. It's the worst, dude. Because I gotta tell you, it's closer to 9-11 than it is not. Like, well... Wow. I can't believe... One... Dude, here's the thing. We have... So my, my... My brother and I... We've been watching the, the Discord things. We were watching this today. Mm. We've compared Undertaker during this pay-per-view to the comedian Jim Brewer. Oh, my God. As well as our former gen- general manager, Jim Smashy. He, the it, Jim Brewer one is, yeah. is uncanny. Yeah, I, I know you don't know who Jim Smashy is. No, of but, course not. But, like, but okay, so Taker is clearly, clearly dyed his hair black, yeah. let it grow out... St- uh, Two inches at least. Yeah. Then cut it and not redyed it. From his hair to his fucking facial hair in this <laughs> is it's unforgivable, guys. I'm sitting here saying this right now with a dyed mullet, and Taker's hair in this is not okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. Oh my god. Um. Also, so I had uh, I have many notes about this, but I just want to throw this out there for you. This is a weird one for me because, as documented on the show, Taker versus Triple H is my favorite match of all time at Mania 28 in yes. the cell. And their match at, was it 27? 27 was very good. It was and awesome. Only about a year and change prior to this, they have a match at Mania 17 that is yeah. also really fucking good. What happened? I don't know. Did you like this? I didn't hate it. I would have liked it if it were ten minutes shorter. I hated it. I mean, the ten minutes too long is definitely, definitely, definitely an issue. I liked what they did in it. It was just there was so much in between that did not need to be there. To me, once they got to like... Slow, it, the pace it's was just, so slow. The pace it's was just like, way too slow. Honestly, That's what I'm saying. If they fucking shortened it and did everything the same. Uh, maybe. Shorter is usually better. Um... I am also going to say this. I think that these two as opponents doesn't work unless Triple H is the heel and Taker is the babyface. I would agree. That's definitely a factor here. Because Triple H here is trying to be that like badass motherfucker. I can fight. I can wrestle. I can do it all type of babyface. Yeah. And just doesn't pull it off. Like I noticed at some point early on, um, Taker whips him into the corner and Triple H bounces out, which I usually always like, but he does that like double choke where I just come out of the corner and grab you by your neck and you sl- slam me down and start yeah. strangling you. And I'm like, 
that, that doesn't, doesn't work here. No, not not at all. You know, I was like, like, it's a weird thing because it's like, okay, John Moxley, for example, can pull off that brawler slash I can do some wrestling. Yeah, babyface. Triple H can't. Like to me, as a babyface, he just one doesn't work. And he's if he such does, a better heel. he's such a better heel. I think the only time Triple H as a babyface kind of works if he's just kind of cool. Or, like, laid back, and then he just goes apeshit at the end of his matches. Yeah. I don't like perennial badass, unfuckwithable babyface Triple H. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't connect with me. Fair. Um, I have notes here that say, I'm so glad that Heyman is here. Mm. Because he's on commentary here. Yeah. Lawler has barely any time to talk. I agree. I love it. However. It's great. I have to now bring up my Lawler line. That I made sure to write down because it shocked me, it made me laugh, and I don't know that I feel good about laughing at it. Okay. At some point, Heyman is going off on him and says something about, why don't you go tell all nine of your ex-wives, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the, but it's, that's the, in essence, the setup. Yeah. And Lawler responds and says, I've had a lot of ex-wives, three of them my own. I got to be honest with you, I, that made me really, really fucking laugh. I remember hearing that, but I don't think I caught it. Um, I didn't really like think about it. I hate that. Just, yeah, I don't know. That, whatever. Um, <sighs> the, okay, this match happens yes. for a long while, and so, nothing happens. At the, in the beginning, in the opening minutes here... Jake and I, I'm just going to start calling him Jake. That's the guy I watch wrestling with on Discord. We're just going to do that because it's so much easier than all these multi-syllable words. Boop, 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 boop. Jake and I bet. Yes. There's going to be a double clothesline into a double down in this match. Oh, yeah. We put money on it every fucking time when it, not actually, but whenever it's a taker match, we're like, I bet you there's going to be a double clothesline, double down. Yep. He love we love it we p- we pop for it now yeah it's great it's our own little running gag yeah I love it so in the opening minutes spoiler alert they do it later in the match <laughs> they do um there was a suplex on the floor uh, that looked like it really was, fucking hurt there was a sign in the crowd that said Taker fears sit ups which I thought was just really mean why I don't know. Um, God. There, yeah, definitely a suplex on the floor that didn't need to happen. I do have a note here that says, how many fucking clotheslines is Taker going to do? Bro, <laughs> it's everything in this. It's everything. Taker has 98% of this match. Yeah. And For 27 minutes. Dude, okay, so then at some point, The Rock comes out. Because there's a ref bump or whatever. The Rock comes out. Mm-hmm. These women that are behind the announce table. Yeah. You got to put a, a fucking wet floor sign out, man. <laughs> it's goddamn dangerous they over there. They were flipping their lids. I am sh- I, I'm genuinely shocked that none of them just like ripped their top off. And they were like, <laughs> Dwayne, check them out. Because they are flipping out that fucking badly. It's kind of distracting. Honestly, I'm trying to yeah. like, pay attention to The Rock because he's coming out here to clarify what Heyman said earlier or something yes. like that. And like, you want to make fun of the wrestling fans that are like, 
the frat boys with their shirts off that have, you know what I mean, like a letter on each chest that says, like, suck it or something. You want to, like, be distracted and troll those guys. These women are, like, stiff-arming people around them and just screaming at the rock. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, anyways, stuff actually happens on the show. Yes. Heyman just runs, The Rock does his punch, 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 look at my hand, punch, three separate pissing times to The Undertaker every time. Really? To The Undertaker every time. Amazing. I I didn't catch it. I don't... When he looks at his hand, Mark, and spits into it. Yeah. Dude. Rock gets involved... Somehow he accidentally hits Triple H in the head with a chair. Uh, somebody gets... I don't know. Th- at this point, it is completely fucking off the rails to me. Yeah. Um, I, I even know, wrote I, down I like, that this I is liked, so overbooked. I would have liked all of that if it had been fucking fast-paced. Mm-hmm. That would have made all of this kind of awesome. Ref bump, the ref bump, by the way, that takes your boy Earl down is that... Triple H goes to catapult The Undertaker, which, one, I don't think anyone's ever actually done. And, two, Earl has been around long enough now to know he's going for the catapult. If I stand here, I will get hit. And he just walks over there and stands there. It's it's an awful ref bump. It's fucking terrible. And then My note here Earl says, has taken a nap for what seems like 12 minutes. It's... My note, my note on that bump partic- in particular says, Earl Hebner, you fucking suck. You <laughs> suck hard. Dave Hebner is as good a ref now as you ever w- were. Woo! Uh, He's the Triple one that H- died, right? I think. Okay. Triple H gigs. Well. And I just wrote down, is blood to. actually needed on this? No. I don't think so either. The blood was to make him seem like a badass because he's fighting through it. Sure, where it's like, I'm not just fighting Undertaker, The Rock is a dumbass and accidentally hit me. Now I'm bleep, like, I just, I just didn't fucking need it. Dude, okay. The, this post-match thing, is that what Unbelievable. You're to... There's all kinds of fucked up shit here. There's other run-ins, there's, there's, everyone's doing finishers. Eventually, Taker goes over with a low blow while holding the tights. I would have had that match and just about any other way. It was... I wrote down, what a terrible fucking finish, right? And then there's post-match shit where, like, Triple H ends up pedigreeing The Rock, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think The Rock ends up... The Rock, Rock, rock Bottoms, bottoms taker. taker. Yes. Then they play The Rock's music. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H pedigrees... The Rock, they cut off this music. Yes. Pedigree's The Rock. They play Triple H's music. Yes. Then. Then. Taker, I think he chokeslams. That seems right. Uh, chokeslams Triple H or whatever. Yeah. Then they play Taker's music. Yeah. And then he celebrates while holding the belt upside down. Yes. Not good. Talking Not good about this match has made me hate it a lot more than Dude. I did like after just watching Here's it. something else that's going to make you hate it. So because I know some of the card for the next pay-per-view, as I alluded to earlier, Vengeance, right? Yeah. The ending of this, I look over at Meg and I go, if you were to guess based on the last shot of this pay-per-view right now, what are we setting up to happen at the next pay-per-view? She goes, triple threat? And I go, that is correct. 
but not with these three people. She's mm. just like, huh? And I go, that's right. The main event of the next show is Undertaker versus Rock versus Kurt Angle in a triple threat, which I remember being fucking stellar. Mate. <laughs> Looked up the card. Triple H is not on it. He's not listed as having a match. Even though the conclusion of this show, to me, is like, we are doing a triple threat. But they didn't. I don't know if somebody got injured. I don't know the reason why. I don't know. But it just... Weird. Yeah. Fucked. Um, let's wrap this up. We've been going for a while now. Would you recommend this show? Big time. Big I save. I would say, you don't have to... You don't, I, You shouldn't watch the main, honestly. Honestly, yeah. If you cut it off there, this is well, a damn good If you want to watch Taker versus Triple H, do any of the other ones. Literally, honestly. they have three at Mania alone that are better than this. Yeah. I'm sure they've they had, had better matches elsewhere. They had that one at the mall. Like, oh, where, yeah. Like, where, like, Taker, like... Tombstone him onto the, the, the escalator. escalator. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Yeah. But that was, like, early Triple sure. H. That was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say watch the whole thing except for the main. Outside of that, even the stuff that's skippable is still good. Yeah. You know, like... I, and, I, and this is just a fucking wild show. Like, literally just walk up to someone and be like, hey, you want to watch Brock Lesnar versus Rob Van Dam? They're going to be like, that didn't happen. But it oh, did. Oh, but it did. Like, twice now like, I've learned. If you want to go to somebody that's like a little bit more nuanced, be like, hey, Lesnar versus Test. How's that sound? It's like, wait, what? And like, everyone knows the RVD and Jericho happened like a bunch of times, but like, I think this is their best one. Hold on here. So you know how much we love triple threats. Oh yeah. Test. Yeah. Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking uh who I had it. I had it. I had it. Albert. Who did I have? A train. Uh yeah. I was I had a specific person in mind. Bill God Gunn. damn it. God damn it. Rikishi. I believe it was someone that it was it was possible Mark Henry. that to have happened at some point. God damn it. That really upsets me. Big Show. Kane. Jason Voorhees. What? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. That really upsets me. But anyway, like, let's get a big man... Let's get a big man uh, triple threat going. Keith Lee. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, Doesn't matter. Anyways, guys, um, follow the wrestling promotions that we work for. Don't follow the ones that we don't work for. Uh, wow. If you partake in any sort of alcohol or illicit substance, do so with moderation. Uh, hey, do not back up severe tire damage. You know what? I will I will plug something on here. Yes. Before we recorded this episode, yes. we recorded a little bit of a bonus thing for the Patreon bonus. that we have bonus. still not bonus. yet set bonus. up. But... Let's just—I just wanted to open the yep. beads there. We got—we got content coming, guys. We're gonna give you even more of us and our witty banter. Biddy Wanter. Biddy Wanter. Biddy Wanter should have been my wrestling name. Tig old Biddy. Hmm. <laughs> I regret that now. <laughs> Tig old witty banter. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, guys, sign up for this Patreon when we launch it. More wrestling. More movies. More. Endless asking, what are we even doing? What are we even doing?